If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, and welcome to East Coast Friends Reunion. Do not touch that dial. Yes, this is the Channel F feed. Uh, And I know I normally tell you to keep it tuned to Channel F, but this time we've taken control. We control the horizontal, we control the vertical, and uh, we're doing a very special one-off East Coast Friends Reunion reunion (laughs) uh, with me, Merit Kay, and Danielle Riando. Hi. How you and, doing? Uh, this is it was I'm good. And we definitely planned this. And it's not just because uh <laughs> half of our cast is unable to record today. Uh yeah. this was something that we wanted to do. We 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 set aside time for it and uh <laughs> we planned. Yeah. We planned for it, as we do, you know? We planned uh, for everything here at Fanbite. Uh they might as well call us Plan Bite, you know what I'm saying? They should they should yeah. call us Plan Bite. Yeah. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Uh, have a plan for everything like Batman, you know? Yeah. That's definitely what people call me. Um, definitely. Okay. Definitely you, but Batman. to be fair, you are the closest to Batman of like anyone. <laughs> on our, our team. staff. But yeah. I'm so friendly. I feel like I'm, I'm, I have some of his skills, but I'm not rich and I'm really friendly. Batman's so unfriendly. He's so angry about everything. He's so mean. I'm just like, hi everyone. Be my friend. I love you all. I want you all to have naps when it's when you get tired. Yeah, you want all the criminals to have naps. So you <laughs> want them to hole. have naps. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Take a nap, Jack. Take a nap. It's just like, that's yeah, what it that, there it is. That's it. That's, oh, no, my true voice came out. Um, yes. That all Rhode Islanders sound like that, actually. We they do. Cover it up. <laughs> we, do. we do. And you're going to find that out probably fairly soon. I guess. Yeah, I'm excited to go to Providence. I've been there once before. Oh. But for like a day. Sure. Sure, sure. So uh yeah, it'll be cool to go back. And were you like looking at colleges? Was that like the day? No, I was on a book tour. Oh. And even better. We're on in Providence for a day, Mm -hmm. like for like one event, and then we moved on after that. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being a, a cute city don't remember a lot about it but, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah we are headed there in a few weeks if you're listening to this when it comes out and uh yeah this i forget how this one works but i think we're doing it i think this is it I, yeah we're, we're kind of right doing it we kind of just talk for a little while about all kinds of things that yeah. are, are on our minds and then we do like we we have a really nice segment that actually i'm kind of excited to do uh, which is about, oh, things that were exciting on the site this week kind of thing. And like, yeah. And we like normally we recorded this on a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it can be like since the last time we recorded one of these. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Fair. yeah. I mean, 
what have what have you been up to lately? What's what what have you how's your summer been so far? Oh my god, it's like my summer vacation kind of thing, right? Like what did you do on your summer vacation? Yeah. You know? Well, I competed in jujitsu and that right. was pretty fun. That was a good time. I um I got a gold medal in one division. I didn't expect mm-hmm. it. Uh and then in the other division, I got I got put against a higher belt. Which is like, I'm never going to win because you're not supposed to. Like in Well, that's a matchmaking error. Like, yeah, their ELO, their ELO yeah. is higher than you. And so, like, <laughs> yeah. that's not a fair, like, you shouldn't lose ELO for losing to a higher level person, it's, you know? It's the truth. It is the actual truth. They always ask you. And the thing is, like, at these tournaments uh, that I go to, sometimes there just aren't enough people for a division. So they're like, oh, is it okay if you go against somebody higher or, like, a person in a different weight class or things like that? Like... The first time I competed uh, in, it's called uh, uh, The Good Fight is the name of this particular tournament series. And uh, the first time I did a good fight, they put me against like two people who are like 30 pounds heavier than me. And one of them was a higher belt. So I was just like, let's have fun. And I lost every match. And it was like, I don't even feel bad because whatever. Um, It wasn't that ridiculous this time. But I did. I did go nappy nappy on the mat to a choke. Yeah. So that was, it was very amusing. Actually, I was laughing really hard and I was very confused, <laughs> but, but it yeah, went well overall. Happen, huh? yeah. yeah. It can happen. It happens fairly commonly, especially in competition. Cause you're, you know, if you're just training, you don't want to tap to things quickly because you don't want to get used to tapping to things quickly. But like, you know, in competition, you're really just trying to, you're trying to be really extra tough. Right. And, uh, yeah. And so sometimes that means you don't tap in time and you go to sleep and you have a nice little dream. I thought I dreamt about the competition. Like I was waking up, I woke up on the mat and I truly thought that I was like, oh, it's time to go make weight. I was like thinking about like, okay, does that mean I can have coffee? Like, what do I do? Because I was like focused on that the night before the match. And then I woke up with the ref in my face and my uh, uh, opponent in my face and she like, did the thing where she picked my legs up and was like shaking my legs a little. And it, that was a way to wake up. Let me tell you, that's a, it's a strange way to wake up. It's a strange sensation, uh, but not a horrible one. Wait, I will so say. wait, what, it, what, why were they, what is that all about? So I don't think it really does anything genuinely. Like my medical opinion here is that a healthy person is going to come to, if you pass out from a blood choke, which is your two carotid arteries being blocked, you go to sleep pretty quickly and you wake up pretty quickly. Um, if you're a healthy person, you're pretty much going to come back pretty quickly, uh, kind of no matter what, as long as the compression is no longer on the arteries. But uh, we do, I think it genuinely comes from something, which is when somebody goes into shock, we do elevate their legs. We actually do put them like up on a little stack of things, usually blankets and pillows. So I think it comes from that, that people are like, oh, they're in shock. Let me pick up their legs. Like, okay. But it's not. I don't think it really does anything. Huh. Yeah. But hey, it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, Overall went well. I think it went well anyway. Yeah. How about you? How's your summer been? What have you been up to uh, during these warm warm days and hot nights? I've been uh, not enjoying the warm weather by, Mm. well, kind of a time-honored summer tradition, actually. Uh, yeah. for me which is going to see movies yes uh, this is something i did all the time as a kid because when you're a kid and it's summer yeah you're running around you're playing with your friends and stuff but when it gets real hot you're looking for somewhere with ac 
right? Yeah. So what has AC um, or central air? Like maybe your friend's house if they're rich. Yeah. Um, the library maybe. Oh, and yeah. uh, the movie theater. Yeah. So it was a real treat to go to the movie theater, be in a t- uh, temperature-controlled environment, and, yeah. uh, you know, have a Coke, have some popcorn, and see a, uh, God, I don't know, a Philip K. Dick adaptation pictures? with uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, something like that. You know, who knows? Whatever. Whatever's playing. Or, uh, Whatever's playing. The only movies I can ever think of that I saw in the summer are the Planet of the Apes Marky Mark remake <laughs> and <laughs> Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which oh, were wow. both not very good. Dismal, but, dismal but, experience. Yeah. yeah. So my thing now is uh, uh, I'm taking advantage of the city's vast, comparatively vast uh, network of independent film or independent theaters Yeah. that show repertory films so it's like not new releases it's just curated showings of older films and that to me is really cool because there's a lot of movies that i watch and i'm like i wish i could have seen this in the theater you know and like uh so i've seen more movies this summer in theaters than i have in the last like two years and i know 2020 obviously right 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 but I just wasn't a big movie theater person. And like, I, I'm sort of starting to come around to like, oh yeah, this is a great experience. So uh, I saw Body Double. Uh, that was oh the first God. one I went to. Which Incredible. that movie is, that's Brian De Palma at his like most unhinged, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. yes, yes really, yes. really good. Uh, I it's saw. It's a personal favorite De Palma of mine. I think it might be my ultimate De Palma. Actually, I, it might be. It might be the only one of his movies that I've seen, but it's so good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro, which uh, you did for. Uh, you love to see it last yes, month. Yes, very recently. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was at the IFC, uh, oh, and fantastic. it was a, a 4K restoration of the of the print. Very cool. It's the first movie that Miyazaki directed, and. Uh, Really just gorgeous animation. So uh, I saw Chunking Express at IFC and just like, that was an experience. I, I had not seen a Wong Kar Wai film before, mm. but they were doing this whole retrospective. I think it might still be going on. Oh, wow. And I don't know how to like describe that movie to people because so much of it is just the vibe. Like yeah. t- it's a romance, I guess. And it's also just very like, music heavy it's about like food and music and love and like all these things and the ways that they keep us moving and like keep us alive and uh cause you know it, I was telling my friend the other day like oh this movie is incredible and she's like yeah I don't really like romance movies and I was like yeah but it's not really that isn't really what it, it is um that's but, not all of it by any means yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it was just like this incredible experience that I was like, oh my God, movies, <laughs> movies is good. <laughs> um, and then most recently I saw Friday the, th- the 13th uh, on Saturday the 14th. Perfection. At midnight. Yes. And uh, that was fun. It uh, was not, not my favorite horror movie. I think uh, it's widely considered kind of derivative of Halloween and mm. uh, similar mm. kinds of movies. And I totally forgot going in that Jason isn't really in that movie. Yeah, not much. Yeah, yeah. He, he does appear, but not in the form that you 
you know him. Um, yeah. So that, that, that you know and love, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of weird, but um, yeah. Tom Savini, great makeup work, great effects in that movie. So yeah, I've just been enjoying the cinema. Cinema. That's I, like my main thing. Yeah. I love that. I love that for you. I went back for the first time in two years last week, actually. Wow. What do you see? I went with my Star Trek friends to see the 35th anniversary Star Trek Four: A Voyage Home. Wow. Uh, in, in a theater. In a theater. Um, it was wonderful. And that movie holds up really, really well, actually. I was actually scared because I hadn't seen it in a few years. And it's kind of the one comedy really, that the Star okay. Trek movies ever made. Like, it, it really is, like, a very light, sweet kind of movie. It's about time travel and, and going back to get some whales so that they can, you know, Oh, my God. Yes, that's the not, whale movie. It's the whale one. And it has, um, it just, it's them in San Francisco in 1986. And it's very just funny and sweet and, like, wow, what a nice movie. Like, honestly, what a nice movie. Um <laughs> So it was really fun. And I got like a giant popcorn and I was just like, I haven't done this in so long. Let me have all the popcorn that's ever existed. Uh, the only, the only negative, and I will say the only negative was just that it was one of the Fathom events. And like, I think it went on late or something. So we watched like, I don't know, a full 60 earth minutes of Fathom events commercials. And there were only like three on a loop. What is, what is Fathom events? It's just, it's, the company that does these things that's like classic movies and like metropolitan opera and in like, you know, mass market theaters, basically. Um, Which is, I think actually like a totally cool and good thing because especially if I didn't live in New York, I wouldn't have access to, you know, three quarters of these things. Um, And and it puts those in places where people just have no access to a lot. Right. Uh, So it's really, really cool. I mean, I was at like, you know, just like a regal cinema. Like I was at like a normal regular right, theater, yeah, yeah. even though we have so many, you know, independent theaters and, and things like IFC and et cetera, et cetera. We're so spoiled here. Like, it's not even funny. Um, it was almost like, oh, I'm in the middle of like the city that has all this stuff, but I'm also just going to a theater that exists anywhere <laughs> and doing like this event kind of thing. Um, so like not a bad thing. I have no, like, this is not to throw shade at Fathom. It was just like, Y'all need more commercials or something else for like pre-show entertainment. And there were like a few fun facts about the movie, mm-hmm. but they only had like 10. And again, it was on a loop. So it really was like, did you know the guy who plays the punk on the bus was one of the producers? His name is uh, Kirk Thatcher. And I was like, oh, all right. And then it came around several more times. I was like, Kirk Oof. Thatcher, Kirk Thatcher, huh? And so, of course, in the movie, when you see the punk on the bus, he's playing his loud music. And, you know, of course, it's a funny moment because Spock, like, Vulcan nerve pinches him and he falls asleep on his radio. And it's like a, a great moment, like a beautiful moment. And I was like, Kirk Thatcher. So, yeah. It's, yeah. All I ask, Fathom, is that you do, like, make your intern make more fun facts about the movie. Okay? Just, like, mine the whole Wikipedia page. It's fine. We're a captive audience. We're there eating our popcorn. Just put a few more fun facts. That's all I ask of you. Um, yeah, maybe. just go and get on IMGb and just look look up that. They'll tell you. <laughs> every they'll tell every you who the best fact. boy was, who the key grip was. Yeah, exactly. Like if it comes to that, then it comes to that, and it's fine. But it was wonderful to watch it in a theater with my friends that I've been 
I think I've talked about this on various podcasts, but that I have like a Star Trek yeah, friend Star group. Trek and we've yeah. done a couple now of vaccinated like in-person events, which has been the loveliest thing. So we get to all just be nerds together and have fun with it. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. That has been one of the bright spots for me since 2020. So it was it was cool to have that be my, you know, my first experience in a theater again. Uh and yeah, I don't think I even went in early 2020. I think it's been since 2019. So it was, it's been a little bit. Wow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The last movie I saw in a theater was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So like January of 2020 or something like that. I think February? it was February or okay. March. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. right before everything. Right before. Yeah. 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 Wild. Well, yeah. I guess... I guess that's not the worst one to to end on for a bit, if you had to pick. I mean, it was fine, I guess. I mean, I've never seen it. It just looks like a time to be had, you know, a notable time, perhaps, to be had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was fine. Uh, speaking um, of video game movies, yeah. I did, I did want to just uh, mention, this is perfect for this great podcast that, again, we didn't plan, but we did recently have a fan by staff movie hour or whatever, movie 90 we minutes. We did. That's right. Uh, where we watched classic among classics, Street Fighter, the movie from 1994. And it was your idea. And I just want to say what a great. What a wonderful idea. It was basically the perfect movie to watch with our excellent team. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was a while since I had seen it. And uh, Same. <laughs> yeah, it's I feel like every time I watch that movie, I notice something different. Um, this it's time I was text. really I would say yeah. it is a rich text. I mean, <laughs> unironically, like. The production yeah. of that movie is a rich text. There's a Polygon article from like 2014 about it. Yep. And it's yeah. truly, truly fascinating. All of the shit. Because it's amazing that that movie even got made. Truly. Uh, it was yeah. just like a total train wreck. Jean-Claude Van Damme was cheating on his wife with Kylie Minogue. Um, and his re- quote about it is like <laughs> the best thing in the universe. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, yes, I did. Of course I did. Uh, Raul and Julia was dying while they were making that movie. I know. That part is um, genuinely very, very They didn't have yeah. any, like, stunt trainers. So it was basically just, like, locals were teaching them how to do the parts with the swords and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was it was chaos. It was it was really chaotic. And, uh, yeah, there's a character. I was paying attention to Sawada this time around, who yeah. is a character that was added for the movie. Uh, which is weird because it's like, did Street Fighter not have enough characters? <laughs> right. But so I learned what the deal was with him this time. And I think Paul was telling me about this. Um, someone was telling me about this. But um, basically, uh, Sawada was played by this guy, Kenya Sawada, who auditioned mm-hmm. to play Ryu. But he didn't speak a lot of English. And uh, so they got Byron Mann to, to be Ryu instead, who is called Ryu in the film. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, but Capcom was like really pushing him because he had been in a couple of ads, I think, for Street Fighter as Ryu. So Capcom was like, you got to You got to put it. In, you got to get him in. You got to get him in. So they just made a character named Savada. And he, all he says is like, 
but a boat couldn't go that fast or just like he just delivers <laughs> some really stilted dialogue in a language yeah. that he isn't familiar with right, uh, right yeah and i think he's in the game uh yeah he's he's in the game as well so that's that's kind of it and uh yeah that was weird yeah it's a it's a wild thing i i unironically really enjoy it alongside and I ironically really enjoying the first Mortal Kombat movie. I just think they're fun and ridiculous and very fun to watch and like experience, especially with other people. Like this is not a movie you put on your iPad and you you tuck into bed. I mean, I guess you could. Listen, no judgment. If that's what you do to enjoy something, I'm not going to stop. But <laughs> it is really fun to experience with other people. Paul is saying, Paul, our amazing producer, is saying like it is it is right for for him if he's zooted, which I hope it was okay that I read that on the podcast. But I felt that that was a very good moment. Okay, Blown up Paul's <laughs> good. spot. Blown, blown sorry, up Paul. Spot. I oh. just thought that was that's real. Like that's a real feeling. I want to, you know, I want to say that that's valid and legit. But I personally had a very good time watching it with other people and just screaming at the movie and, and having fun. Like what a riotous joy of a movie. Yeah, you know. So. Um. Yeah, it was the first time we had done that since before the pandemic or during. I think it was during, but it would it was definitely oh more than a year ago. It was like Watched April. That, that horrible movie about the child, the child um, Batman, the child fairy Batman, right? Uh, With the, I just remember the shitting mole guy. That's really there's boring. a man who eats dirt to dig, and then it shoots out of his his butthole. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's really it. That was maybe one of my Artemis, least favorite. Artemis Fowl. Yes, Artemis Fowl. Artemis yeah. Fowl. One Judy Dench uh, there? One of the God. few half-star movies I have rated on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's what that Joker and like some really awful movie about a beach, right? Uh, beach Rats is one of them, yes. yes it was okay. a really, Just, really horrible gay, like... Moonlight ripoff, I feel like. Uh, uh, the Love yeah. Guru is also there. Uh, and Larry Larry Crown, uh, also oh, half a star. Larry Crown made it to the half star. I wish floor. Larry Crown was fucking dead. <laughs> That's the whole review, right? Uh, yeah. it, well, I, I said actually that it made me hate everyone involved in the production of it, which is like kind of incredible that half this movie made yeah. me hate Julia Roberts, which I didn't <laughs> think was possible. Um, but yeah. it did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yep. That's so fair. It's really valid. I yeah. respect that. I respect that a lot. <laughs> so yeah, it took us so long to recover from our like collective trauma around the <laughs> Artemis Fowl movie. It, it was like over a year. Yep. Uh, before we did another movie. <laughs> next, but thankfully, like, this one went well. Yeah. And uh, in the future, hopefully, we'll continue our streak of of good movies yeah i think we will i think we'll have more fun and uh yeah I'm, i look forward to our next one which will probably be after our uh, our retreat most likely but have a good time with it do you want to talk about some favorite stories that have been on the site stories podcasts videos whatever anything i feel like yeah. anything anything goes anything counts everything counts in large amounts in fact if you like to oh that's out. so true uh 
That was that was my fucking Gen X reference right there today. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not even Gen X technically. You're uh, you're like I'm a, on the cusp. I'm a cusp person. Yeah. Yeah, you're a rising millennial. Geriatric sign, millennial is what they call sun me. Sun sign Gen X. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, that's the thing we used to do on the show, right? Was we we go and talk about things that we worked on or that we enjoyed on the site fanbite.com, which is, you know it, you love it, you crave it. It's all the flavors that you like in one website. <laughs> and um yeah, do you what do you have? What do you, what's something that you've worked on or that you uh really enjoyed on the site in the yeah. last little while? Yeah, absolutely. So I have one that's very recent. Um I, I feel like I'll be way too intimidated trying to think of like, oh, the best thing in the last like. Oh, it doesn't have to be the best thing. This is not. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. (laughs) I uh, helped edit uh, Elise's Psychonauts two review uh, recently, which just went up. I think uh, I think yesterday it went up. Uh, So yeah, just I I think it's a really good review. I think it is really exciting because that is the sequel to one of my favorite games ever. Of all time. I'm one of those people who just really, really yeah, loved it. Yeah. I just love its whole vibe. I don't think it's perfect. I played it in, like, actually a really wild circumstance. Like, I was, I was playing it on the PlayStation 2 three years after it came out. So, like, 2008. And I was, like, actually adjusting to, like, a brain medication while I was playing the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which was wild. In, in, like, actually a very good way. Like, it was, it was not a bad adjustment. It was just weird. I, it was actually, like one of those things where I was remembering my dreams more vividly as I was like playing this game about brains and dreams and thoughts and all sorts of stuff. So I was in like the most perfect way of experiencing it. And also it wasn't brand new. So I didn't go into it thinking this will be the best thing ever. I went into it thinking this might be a little janky. I was playing maybe not the most uh, impressive technically version. I was playing the PS2 version, not the Xbox version. So it was kind of like, it's a little janky for sure. I can see how some people wouldn't like the conceits of it of like, oh, you know, you have collectibles called emotional baggage. I, I found that clever and cute, but I definitely <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. understand that that's not necessarily for everyone. So I was kind of like, no, that's, that's cute. I enjoyed that. But I just found it such a clever game like it's a game that's supposed to make you laugh and it's a platformer which i love and has these adventure game elements and it's just funny and colorful and weird and that's appealing to me right and i've been low-key pretty worried (laughs) about the sequel because Mm -hmm. it's such a beloved thing for me specifically and something that i really didn't want to hype up just in case you know kind of thing and also like am i in such a different space to enjoy this game now at this point many years later like i'm such a you know cynical ancient person now that like oh will i enjoy this and elise actually came at this game a very very similar place to me like as a fan who also was like i don't know if i'm gonna be in the right headspace for this i don't know if this is gonna kind of hold up and she was really pleasantly surprised i think she said you know there are plenty of imperfections to the game there's plenty of like you know some some weird things and they kind of you know in the fiction, they gesture at really big, grand ideas, but never really fully cover them, which I guess is kind of understandable. But mm-hmm. overall, it sounds like a really fun game and a fun experience and something that is like pleasant to play for a fan who's definitely kind of grown up a lot and become more cynical <laughs> in the last few years. So, yeah, it, she did a really good job um, being a voice that I 
first of all, appreciate, but also like really identify with, especially in this particular context. So yeah, she did a great job and I'm excited to play the game. And like, again, not expecting the second coming. I am expecting a cool game that is fun that will make some mistakes. Uh, So yeah, that was one thing. Um, I'm also really excited about uh, our first cover story, which went up last week. I want to say last week it went up. I think last week, yeah. I think it's last week. Okay, I hope I'm right about this. But uh, it was about queerness in Mass Effect. And it's just like a really big, splashy, reported feature. Kenneth Kenneth did an amazing job. Uh, Natalie and Elise did a great job on edits. We got uh, shout-outs to my friend Vicky Lita, who, yes, is like somebody I know personally, uh, but also is a great illustrator. And she did some artwork for it. And Sanam did some great artwork for it. So it was really like... A lot of people had their hands on this and it looks beautiful and it looks like a prestige feature and it's well-written and it's awesome uh, and just really, really well done. So yeah, our first cover story is, I just think it's a little bit special. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. no, it's really been, it's been really cool to see uh, Elise take the, uh, take the reins on feature stuff yeah. and uh, produce some really cool formats and, uh, and content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes, excited to see more of that for sure. I guess I just praised Elise a lot there. So, hey, Elise is great. You should. You're right to say <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Elise Davis <laughs> exactly. Is, is, is great. Our coworker, yeah. Elise Davis. I'm coming out on record as saying that I think our coworker, Elise, is great at her job and a pretty <laughs> yeah. cool person. So, yes. I don't know. It's controversial. To, hot take. I know. Controversial. <laughs> try not to get yeah. political, but. Sometimes you just got to speak Sometimes my truth, you know? You just got to tell it like it is. What are you going to do, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, how about you? Oh, wait. Actually, I have one more. Can I do yeah, one yeah, more? Yeah, and then please. I would love to hear yours. Sure. Um, I've just been having a really good time. I don't want to make this sad because I know that you're not always on. You love to see it these days. But I have been having a really good time with Creature Feature Month. We, yeah. We've done Jaws. We've done Shin Godzilla, which is one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Uh, we just did Crawl, which is a really good, actually, movie about alligators, even though people got really mad at us about saying alligators are scary. I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. But, <laughs> but <laughs> the movies themselves... And the discussions we've been having around them have been really fun. Like, I've, I'm really having uh, a, a pretty wonderful time with those. So I just want to shout that out, too. Uh, you love to see it. It's a podcast. And you can listen to it, of course, on fanbite.com. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I, I just, I, uh, I have so many things I'm excited about. But I want to I let you talk about things you have been working on and are excited about as well. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, God, where do I start? I guess... <laughs> One thing that I've been focusing on more lately when it comes to editorial content is movies. Yes. And uh, we've been publishing a lot of movie reviews, primarily from uh, our roster of of three critics that we work with, uh, Gretchen, Belker Martin, Dylan Roth, and Stephen Wenscafe. And uh, yeah, we've been covering like a ton of stuff. Like we had, you know, we've been covering like the genre you know, um, action stuff like gunpowder milkshake covering stuff like pig and old, um, Gretchen wrote a review of Zola and the new Evangelion movie, uh, and the green Knight. Dylan did, um, looked at the suicide squad and free guy. We actually had two pieces go up on free guy. 
yes, uh, which was I definitely that, intentional actually. on my part <laughs> and not just because I assigned it to two different writers. Um, but we have, yeah, two two takes on Free Guy by Dylan Roth and um, Stephen Winscafe. And um, yeah, um, more going up, you know, like today, more going up all the time, honestly. And uh, it's really cool to feel like we are bringing sort of like a reliable amount of film coverage to the site too. Because I think right now, you know, we're Fanbyte is like a video game website and has become increasingly a wrestling website too under the yeah. capable direction of Colette Arend. But uh, we've always sort of been doing like some movie stuff and some TV stuff. And uh, I've been really happy to kick it into a higher gear over the summer and uh, just really pushing, um, you know, these three writers who I love working with and uh, all have sort of their own takes on, um, all have sort of their own their own tastes and uh, preferences when it comes to film. Um, but I think we're working with each of them often enough now that people can sort of start to see you like, oh, this is a Dylan review. I know that Dylan likes this stuff, so this is going to influence his take on this. Because to me, like, that is sort of the an important thing about reviews, right? Is, like, when you read, like, games reviews or movie reviews on a site, it's hard to, like, kind of tell mm. what, like, y- you want some context for who's writing it, right? Because you want to be familiar with them. So you you want to know, like, okay, do I trust this person's opinion uh, or is it relevant to me? And you can't really know that if it's a one-off, yeah. um, which is a problem with the way that sites are structured and the way that, you know, freelancing has <laughs> um, become much more prominent over staff writing. Thankfully, we have some really great staff writers. Uh, but so, like, yeah, it's it's cool to have someone regularly doing the same kind of beat because then you start to feel like, oh, yeah, this is the movie reviewer. This is These yeah. are the three movie reviewers. That, and uh you know, I, I, if I go into a Gretchen review, I sort of know what to expect. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm really proud of that. And I'm really psyched to continue working with all those folks. Absolutely. I've been enjoying it so much myself. Um, all three of them are just such amazing writers that even if I know nothing about the movie in question or, you know, about the piece in question, it doesn't even matter <laughs> to me. Sometimes I just want to read their writing. I want to read their thoughts about it. I want to kind of get that little piece of their their thinking and their criticism, kind of no matter what. So I've been loving that as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good for me too because I don't see a lot of new movies. Sure, uh, even though sure. I'm going to the theater more lately, I don't really yeah. like <laughs> yeah. care about most. Well, that's that's not fair. Um, but. Uh, I, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't see. I like watching older movies because I don't like feeling a pressure to keep up with things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, but getting to sort of experience movies through editing reviews is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, one of my favorite features of the job. <laughs> um, I've been editing Fernanda's uh, reviews of the ultimate fighter, which is like a, competition series about uh hopeful ufc fighters and like i don't really want to watch the show but i'm Mm -hmm. having a great time reading about it and experiencing it through fernanda 
uh, that kind of thing. So I, I also very much enjoy that with our film critics because it's, it's fantastic. It's really good. Hey, it's, uh, it makes my job a lot nicer when we work with such fucking smart, awesome people. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, sounds pretty obvious. Sounds like a pretty <laughs> obvious thing, but hey, it actually <laughs> makes a big difference. <laughs> it sure does. Were there any other pieces you wanted to highlight? Pieces, podcasts, anything oh, you wanted to I highlight? mean, I've been enjoying John's weekly stream. Yes. The yes, Tuesday yes. show. Is it? Is that what it's called? The Tuesday show? Yeah, it's just kind of like the John show yeah. or the Tuesday. That's what it says in the calendar. I don't know if it's like called something else. I think it's called Tuesday morning, the show. And there it is. Tuesday That's morning, the show. That's what it is. Perfect. And um, <laughs> it's a good excuse for me to get up at a reasonable hour. <laughs> So I can watch along as as he does that. And John's also been streaming Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. Which has been a lot of fun because that's a game that I've always been curious about, but I've just never gotten around to. And to me, like a JRPG like that, it's basically the same experience to to watch someone play it in real time as it is to actually do it. Or it's like pretty similar. So um, that will probably be how I uh, experience that game. And uh, those streams are... Uh, archived on our YouTube if people want to go watch them. They're uh, they're fun to get back to. I've been on a couple of them and I'm I've been having a lot of fun on them, but I need to get back to it. I need to I need to get back to like caffeinating a little earlier. <laughs> it's like yes, getting yeah. on that because <laughs> it is really fun to do. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some. Well, do we want to wrap things up or do we want to talk more about the site or, or do a question or anything like that? Uh, yeah, let's, let's do a question real quick. This is, yeah. we'll, do, we'll do question time from Channel F. It's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The two, the two podcasts are merging. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, this one's from Rant Vig in the Fanbyte Discord. If you want to ask a question, you can go to the Fanbyte Discord at fanbyte.casa and sign up and ask your question in podcast questions. And make sure to note that it's for Channel F. So uh, they ask, what game makes you feel the most like a genius slash the world's greatest detective? <laughs> Question inspired by how I feel when I have a good run in a deck building game. Yeah, mine, I have kind of two answers. Mm -hmm. One is because I've put thousands of hours into a thing and I just feel like, yeah, I did it. Um, And that's, of course, like having perfect island runs, like perfect island, no mistakes in a in a uh, into the breach run, because, of course, yes. But also I wanted to say just a really well-designed puzzle game like Portal, especially like Mm. later puzzles in Portal and Portal 2, did such a good job of just, it just felt so tuned that every second I felt like I was making discoveries and figuring it out. And I wasn't like banging my head against a wall, like, oh, that didn't work. What the fuck? And like, you know, doing something uh, really doofy. And it's, it is so, so hard to actually design a puzzle to be that for everyone or for a lot of people. Anyway, I know it's not everybody's experience, but for a lot of people, people like that game. They like those two games because they make you feel very smart and you don't spend a lot of time like, 
you know, completely fucking around endlessly unless you want to. Like, you really do kind of gently get walked towards an answer in ways that are very, very, very smart. So, yeah, that's just such good puzzle design um, and in like little little clues and little things that are like, okay, we put this, you know, portal bridge over something. And that obviously if you hit a switch, the bridge goes out and it's like, Oh, that puts something somewhere. So yeah, just that's chef's kiss design. I'm not like mm-hmm. a brilliant genius puzzle solver. So when something makes me feel very smart in a fairly effortless way, that is like, yeah, that, that feels nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, a really hard line to thread in design, right. Is like, because yeah. If you give someone a puzzle and it's just completely opaque, then they'll walk away. And if you just tell them the answer, then they'll get bored. You have to like calibrate it to make them feel accomplished for figuring it out. And that's hard to do. So hard. And so hard to do across an entire game. Like maybe you get a couple of things. Great. But it's like, God, I can only imagine the play testing, not focus testing or anything, but like the play testing that went into Uh, certain puzzles like how the fuck did you get this right yeah (laughs) yeah how about you do you have a a genius yeah my thing um there's a few things that i could say but i guess for me it's um when i used to play pokemon Mm. uh competitively like not competitively in the sense of like tournaments and stuff but just like on um Pokemon online on like the the simulators yeah. and uh that game is like versus Pokemon like competitive Pokemon playing against another player is so heavily about mind games and like Yomi <laughs> basically because it's all about like you know it's Pokemon right it's rock paper scissors with the types and stuff but you can switch out your guys at any time <laughs> So it's all about like anticipating and like predicting. Yeah. Um, and if you get two in your own head, you can over predict and like, yeah, that's, that's Yomi, right. Of like knowing, <laughs> like knowing that your opponent knows what you're going to do. So like, how, how do you react to that? Um, and uh, when you, when you like correctly predict something, when you like correctly read someone in a match and it just like you obliterate them because of that, you feel <laughs> like, like a fucking brain like your galaxy brain (laughs) like your brain is just like huge um it's maybe less like world's greatest detective and more like in like an anime when someone's like (laughs) well (laughs) yo you think you're winning huh you fail to consider this and then you just are like yeah hipponon use crunch and you just chomp (laughs) their gengar or something and uh yeah it's it's a good feeling i haven't played it in a while like at least a year because when Sword and Shield came out, I didn't really... I played the, the actual game, but I stopped playing online just because I didn't want to have to learn a whole new set of meta <laughs> of, like, the, yeah. the new guys. But every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just drop in again. Maybe I should just try again because it, it is can be extremely fun. God, yeah. That's amazing. I, I, there's something, like, very special about that, like, in the moment of, like, I have bested you in a you know, a meeting of the swords kind of thing. Like that's, that's really fucking cool. I feel smarter already. Just talking. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
Well, shall well, we, I guess, uh, go to close up office hours for business? That's what we used to say, right? That is what we used to say, except <laughs> it, it, did we still say that when it became did the it? union? I feel like, hmm, I'm not sure. We may have worked on a sign-off for a while, and I don't know if we ever graduated from closing yeah. office hours for business. Well, because we that's just, fine. That's you know. fine. This show yeah. is Friends Reunion East or uh, Freest, <laughs> Freest, Friends Reunion East, Freest, Freestcast. Freestcast, um, yeah. The giant Freestcast. And uh, before that, it was East Coast Office Hours. So Eco, it's gone through many yeah. iterations. Next week. <laughs> This will be back to being Channel F, uh, so don't you worry your pretty little head about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you want to take us out? I would love to. All right, everyone, thank you so much for being here for our very special Channel F Friends Reunion, fr- Channel Friends Reunion East Coast. Uh, please do uh, rate and review the podcast if you have a moment or tell a friend. You can listen to all of our shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our excellent streams, including The John Show. John's show. Again, it's the John show on the calendar, but it's very good. The show with John uh, on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so much to Paul Tamayo for producing. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Paul is at Holly Mayo, Merritt is at Merritt K, and I am at Danielle R.I. And until next time, we game in here! We do be gaming, though.